I'm James Zug, and this is Outside the Glass. When we last spoke with Steve Line, the world's leading squash photographer, in episode 60, Steve told us about the history of his 1994 headbutt photograph. It was a great talk and one that generated a lot of attention around the world, in part because at squashmagazine.com, we published a half dozen photographs from that incident, including one of Steve's of Anthony Hill about to throw a punch at Mir Zaman Ghul. And again, if you want to learn more about Steve's extraordinary career, go back to episode 26. So today, we have a short discussion of another Zaman, this time Amar Zaman, who features in one of Steve's famous photographs, most famous photographs, in fact, from his career. He took it at the 1983 ICI Perspex World Masters. It was held in October that year in Warrington, England. Just off to Zaman's left, you can see the leg of his opponent, Jahangir Khan. And you can see the ball right on Jahangir's hip. It was the finals of the World Masters, and Jahangir won the match 9-6-8-10-9-0-9-4. We will again post the photograph at squashmagazine.com. Zaman was the only player, Steve says, for whom he would put his camera down and just watch. And there could probably be no higher compliment than that. So Amar Zaman, who's just turned 69, was an amazing player, former world number one. As an eight seed, he won the 1975, uh, 1975 British Open. There was no World Open at the time. In the quarters that year, he came back from being down two love to Jeff Hunt. And then the fifth game, Hunt was up 7-5, to five, just two points away from victory. Zaman went on to be a finalist at four other British Opens and four World Opens. He grew up in Peshawar and then in Karachi and lives in Peshawar now. So Steve gave this 1983 photograph to Dickie Rutniger to put in Dickie's 1997 book, Khans Unlimited, which was a history of Pakistani squash. Dickie described Zaman this way. Said watching him play, however, you would not have thought that Zaman had ever received any formal coaching. He certainly could not have been coached to play in the way that he did. For no player of distinction had a style further removed from the textbook. It was unique, laden with the risk of errors, but exotic and exciting. Zaman made a no- made a nonsense of the geometry of the game. His squash evoked the fascination that grips a child when it peers into a kaleidoscope and sees the magical change of patterns. Zaman could never be described as an athlete. He walked as if he had never come to terms with wearing shoes and found them too heavy. He moved on court in a frenzied manner, as if chasing an intruder who had startled him. He bustled along in short steps without rhythm to his running. Yet he was fast, and his reflexes were electric. When it came to applying racket to ball... He was an absolute genius, a conjurer rather than a player. So another journalist in that era was a guy named Rex Bellamy, uh, who wrote a great book on the history of squash that came out in 1987. And Bellamy, like Dickey and like so many people who saw him play, was enraptured by Zaman. So here's what Rex said. On and off the court, Zaman was a deadpan entertainer, bubbling with impish humor He had the true comedian's natural sense of timing and could raise a laugh merely with a shrug, a glance, or a sudden shift of the eyebrows. If his mustache had been mobile, he would have used it for the same purpose. All of his most attractive qualities were on the surface, 
which is no bad place for a professional sportsman to have them. On court, he was rather flat-footed and walked with an awkward deliberation, not a natural athlete by any means. But his pride, together with the stimulus of Mohobula's company and the urging of Omar Draz, brought him to a degree of quickness and fitness that few players surpassed. His reactions were like lightning. Eyes, mind, and wrists achieved instant coordination. Then his ball sense, racket work, and astonishing certainty of touch on the volley enabled him to express the artistic virtuosity that was always bursting out of the man. He had a superb wrist and a remarkable capacity for masking his intentions. His game was devilishly difficult to read. At times, his opponents all came up with the wrong guesses, except from Hobulia, who knew him too well. Crafty and imaginative, Zaman produced all kinds of trickery, much of it impromptu. He transformed the animated geometry of squash into a spectacle of dazzling beauty. All right, here's Steve Line on Amar Zaman. All right, so... Uh, we were talking uh, about um, uh, Zaman. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and you said you had one photograph. Yeah. T- so t- tell me that, the story of that photograph. Well, Kamal Zaman, who I photographed really when I first started taking squash photographs, so you're talking the early to mid 80s. Mm. Um, I consider to be probably the the biggest genius of a racket that I've ever actually come across. Uh, fantastic hands and touch. Uh, and he's the only player that, when photographing, I thought, I've just got to put the camera down and just admire what he's doing because he's just doing stuff. Deception was fantastic. The late, the late playing uh, of the shots was just beautiful, caressing the ball around the court. And I've got this photograph where he's sort of crossed crossed arms in front of him playing a backhand but from an incredibly open-chested point of view and it just demonstrates his amazing hand-eye coordination and his touch and his control and he would take Jahanga fairly close. Jahanga Khan who was a master of the game and all-conquering at that time, he would push Jahanga with his shot-making ability. Um, mm. Never quite overcame him but uh, brilliant to watch, absolutely brilliant to watch, and uh, a genius with the racket, absolute genius. You know, uh, of the level of Jonathan Power and, and Robert yeah. Shore. Yeah, I mean, John, Jonathan Power, when I first started photographing Jonathan Power, uh, I remember uh, there's a tournament in France where he took a decent field apart with his deception, uh, and I thought, oh, this is, uh, this is a new way of playing squash, and I thought, this is going to be good, but he, in, in the end, he's he went back to playing more traditional style of squash with the occasional mm. deceptive yep. element to his game. Um, but again, a genius with the racket. Fantastic touch. The ability to hit powerful shots with very short backswings mm. uh, led to his opponent being sent the wrong way so many times. Oh. Similar to Rami Ashore as well. Short backswing, but still generating amazing power. Which... Uh, is extraordinary. Mm. Extraordinary. Yeah. Outside the Glass would like to thank our producer Grant Irving and all our loyal listeners who have reviewed and rated the podcast, shared their enthusiasm for it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and more importantly, have spread the word by talking about Outside the Glass with their squash friends. And may all your nicks roll.
Thank you.